Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my rad co-host, Mozzie. How you doing? Feeling radical, man. Feeling great. How are you doing? I'm on good. This fine, uh, what day I, is it? Thursday? Thursday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I've got a nice uh, sour, I've got a key lime ghost. It's called Key Punch. So, key Punch. Yep. Is it tart? Is it just sort of limey? It is all, all of the above. Sweet. Yeah, lives, <laughs> lives tend to be tart, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, it's solid. Uh, a lot of people who know me know I'm not really a beer guy, but I like I like uh, sour beers and stuff. But um, before we get into some football and uh, transitioning from sour beers, um, mm. we do want to address everything that's going on right now in the country. Um, we're not going to spend a ton of time on it because uh, the polls are in, and most people don't want to hear uh, two white guys talk about race for that long. Is um, that so? I can't imagine why. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure I speak for both of us when I say we support the Black Lives Matter movement. We uh, we want to help support the fight for equality for people of color in this country. And so we will be adding plenty of links where you can uh, help out, donate, and see um, support the cause and help um, people of color uh, be treated the way they should be treated in this country. Yeah, I'm you know, just want to give you a couple links out there. If you are in favor of the cause as well, you can uh, donate to some of those links. Yeah, and um, if you're uh, if you're not in favor of the cause, um, just hit pause and um, go to church. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> to church. But um, anyway, yeah, there's um, a lot going on, and it does branch into football. Actually, um, I guess it's kind of a transition here. A segue with everything with um there's been a lot of Colin Kaepernick news popping up as far as um his possible return to the league. Um Roger mm-hmm. Cadell, like he came out and said he um uh encourages teams to sign Kaepernick and the, like, okay, here's the thing, the NFL came out and said they were wrong. It's like if the NFL was like, Hey, we fucked up, like <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> a big deal. Right. Like uh, like at some point. I mean, when even the NFL is on it and being proactive in that sense, like, you know, that like, this is a real issue that needs to be addressed. Yeah, it's it's an institution with some pretty uh, racist tendencies in their history. So oh, very. <laughs> such as telling them not, you know, anyway. So, um, yeah, it looks like Kaepernick may be. Um, back on his way into the league, possibly. There have been reports about certain teams um, calling with interest. Um, a lot of teams saying they're quote unquote like not ruling him out. Um, Mark Davis, I just see a board here. Mark Davis said he supports the Raiders adding him. I'm like, you know what? Honestly, like, honestly, I'm cool with it. <laughs> like, looking at our QB room, I'm like, uh, Derek he's Carr in- has a dud game halfway through. Gruden just throws Kaepernick in and he just runs all over the other team. I mean, Hey. Yeah, and like Kaepernick and Gruden would be like a fun, like a fun coach QB combo. To be honest, I actually think that's a brilliant pairing, like the two of them. Yeah, and where he wants to like, because he wants to run, like he all he wants to run, like he wants to run the ball, but he wants like that kind of style of offense. Like so, as far as like starting gig, that makes sense. Um, I was thinking about like landing spots that made sense for him, whether starter or like backup, and like. The most obvious one is like Lamar Jackson backup. That like that just makes a ton of sense. Because mm-hmm. I know we talked briefly about um, similar play style like Jalen Hurts as the um, Lamar Jackson backup. Oh, is that a motorcycle? 
I think so. Mm, vroom, vroom. Scooting along. But, yeah, no, it's, um, I'm not sure where he'll end up or if he'll snag onto a team or not, but I think I'm going to say I expect him to land with a team uh, before the season starts. That's my thought. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we were sort of on this for a long time about how he really, can you really tell me that like Calvin Kaepernick shouldn't be on a team when people like Mike Glennon are You saw on. who the Steelers tossed out last year, right? I mean, good Lord. Could you imagine just how much better that team would have been with Colin Kaepernick as opposed to fucking Mason Rudolph Yeah, or like... Duck? <laughs> At least Duck's got a good name. Yeah, at least like at least <laughs> Duck isn't like a like a twat. Like, <laughs> right. as far as I know, <laughs> Mason Rudolph just seems like a twat. But <laughs> a total twat. I a hundred percent think that he said something racist. I'm sorry. That was like my immediate reaction. He's denied it, obviously, because mm-hmm. why would he admit that? But yeah, and maybe he didn't. But like, no, there's no just... like. He just There's seems no audio like... or anything, but like when I see somebody go from like tame to violent in like two seconds with like no visual provocation, my instinct is he said something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. the, Ste- the Steelers could benefit from signing Kaepernick. Uh, yes. Oh my god. You have plenty but of teams with very murky backup situations or murky starter starter situations. Oops, excuse me. This feels like me burp a lot. Um, such as the uh, Raiders and Bears. Um, what is it they say? Like, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks? <laughs> I heard someone well, say the that Eagles about... clearly didn't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard someone say that about the Bears, and like with Foles and Trubisky, I'm like, ugh, that's, that's accurate. But Oh, yeah, so uh, who do you think, just real quick, like, who do you think starts the year? Who do you think, like, what's your timeline for the Foles-Trubisky I think it's going to depend on when football activity can resume. The later it gets pushed back, I think it's going to um, – actually, you know what? I was literally just thinking, like, I think Foles makes sense because he knows the offense. So I'm like, wait, Trubisky's been there. So, <laughs> honestly, I guess I have no clue is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like – Like, they just su- – you gotta think. You gotta money. think they give Trubisky a chance to like look okay. Because the okay, the Bears have a super easy schedule to start the year. By the way, that's like something I do want to get to at some point today. Which I guess we're starting that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, the Bears have a really easy schedule to start the season. Let me pull up. I was looking at this like, article earlier talking about um yeah, like strength of schedule start the year. And Chicago, they start with Detroit, the Giants, Atlanta, Colts, Tampa. Oof. So, like, defense-wise, like, I think the Colts will be a really good defense, but, like, Tampa's defense, we know, like, their past defense is terrible. Atlanta's defense, the, yeah, um, Giants defense, <laughs> yeah, Detroit defense. Like, they've got a pretty fair start. The only team with, like, a veritably easier start is the Niners, but, like... Great. Yeah, the Niners. Dude, the Niners' first five weeks, they get Arizona, the Jets, the Giants, Philly, Miami. Oh, come on! Like they're gonna start five and zero, and like easily. And like Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman are both gonna have four hundred yards rushing accrued <laughs> by that by that time. Damn, what are we saying now? Get Debo for that. 
Yeah, but um, oh yeah. So as we kind of break into news a little bit, just today, uh, Debo suffered a Jones fracture and he's expected to be back in like ten-ish weeks. So cutting very close start of the season. I don't know what's what if he's going to be back on the pup or what. But um, Meh. yeah. So I don't I don't know who's going to start in uh, Chicago. Like you got to think they they they. They probably want Mitch to be good and play, so I feel like he'll like at least get a chance, unless he just just like trash in camp. But like, it wouldn't surprise me if they started with Foles, and then if he stunk, like to put Mitch in to sort of lower the expectations on him. Because if he they start him and he doesn't start off great, then everyone's going to start calling for Foles, as yeah, opposed like, to you know, uh, which I mean. If if Trubisky looks like trash against Detroit and the Giants, then you know he is actually just trash. <laughs> like I, th- I think he, like whoever starts the season will probably do okay enough to like continue the season. But I don't I don't know what the the Bears are doing. Like my best guess probably isn't worth anything because they clearly have no semblance of a plan. Like <laughs> like they, well, they wanted to trade out. for Foles. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. Um, continuing with our news, so we've got the Dalvin Cook holdout threat. Um, mm. Obviously, puts a damper on his fancy value and adds to the intrigue of Alexander Madison. And it also makes us have to think about guys like Kamara and Nixon. You have um, like contract or like pending extensions or you know contracts ending like that. It's, it's looming with them. So, yeah, is this the last year for both of them? I know. I know. Mixon has already talked about wanting a contract a lot. Um, mm-hmm. pull his up real quick but with Dalvin Cook though so how are you like do you think he will hold out do you think the Vikings will pay him what's like what are your thoughts with him <laughs> there are teams in a really weird spot right now like just what they've got around them because they I'm not saying they're rebuilding but they did just lose a ton of their older players they let them go. It doesn't seem to me like a good time for them to pay him. So I don't know. They uh, it, it depends on what he's asking for in his holdout, I think. If he's asking for something kind of ridiculous, like what Melvin Gordon was doing the year before, not like ridiculous money-wise, just you know something they consider to be outside of what they'd pay him, then the holdout could get not – could be pretty ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I think they'd be willing to give him like a pretty modest amount of a contract, it, I get it depends on what he's asking for. Like if he's asking for fifteen, yeah, I think I think he wants like thirteen million is what he's looking for. Okay, so I was I'm I'm thinking here like twelve to thirteen would be a little more reasonable. That could actually get done. So that's we'll see. Yeah, I'm looking at like Camara and Mixon. They're both in the last year being paid. Let's see, because this is like it's because if they're like, well, Camara doesn't get a fifth round or a uh, fifth year option, and Mixon does not either actually because he was a second rounder. For some reason, I thought he's a first rounder. Anyway, so this is the last year of both of their contracts. So I know I've heard nothing at all about a Camara holdout. I don't know. I don't. Like, literally nothing about him. So, I think we can maybe not worry about him as much for now. But Mixon, it has come up about Mixon, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard anything on Kamara. 
Yeah, but exactly. it, is, it is his last year. He obviously is going to want to get paid as one of the stars of the team. And Michael Thomas just raked in that $100 million deal. So Yeah, like I've got to imagine like he balls out this year. They lock him up to have a dynamic pass-catching running back. And Michael Thomas has like their young core for whichever quarterback is after Breeze. So. Jameis. <laughs> I was talking about this with someone the other day like, Jameis literally couldn't see, like he couldn't like read street signs. Right. He was playing quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> that baffles me still. But anyway, yeah, we'll. I mean, you never know, man. That LASIK could be really important for him. Like, imagine like like playing the Falcons. Like he's probably like thinking, "Oh, that's you know, that's my team's jersey." Nope. Oh shit. <laughs> So <laughs> just throws it to the other team because he thinks it's. <laughs> let, let me, you know what? Uh, this is my new study. I'm gonna look at Jameis Winston's game logs from last year and see how many picks he throw he threw against teams with similar colors. Yeah, teams with red jerseys. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's find his like his like just bad bad games here. So his uh, so San Fran they also wear some red. Three picks. Uh huh. Carolina. Okay, that that one's that was five picks, but. New Orleans four, ND three Houston. Okay, Houston four. They have some red. Okay, maybe it's not correlation, but I think it. I don't know. I think we're on to something. We need to. Get, we need to get a. He did throw two against here. the Falcons each game. I mean, and they had a pretty bad defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they have played Carolina. So Carolina's away uniforms. Do they wear? I'm trying to look how they if they were the blue home or blue away. Anyway. He threw a lot of picks. He th- Dude, he threw so many picks in division. That's nuts. Wow. He threw five picks in the game, man. And Oof. four picks twice. I'm like, and, like, remember that thing I sent you about... Because um, we were talking about all Daniel Jones's, like, should have been picks. Oh, yeah. Um, and then there was a the thing I found on the just actual, just literally dropped picks. Yeah, like the ones that literally hit them in the hands. Yeah, and Jameis was still first in that, so <laughs> that's all well, he's the fire. king. No he one had, can topple the king. Yeah, because he had eleven dropped, and then Philly Rivers had ten, and uh, Danny Dimes and Kyle Allen both had nine. So, just think about that. You had thirty picks, and you could have had eleven more. <laughs> easily, like easily, had eleven more. <laughs> oh my gosh, so. <laughs> back to back to running back holdouts. So, how how are you adjusting for Madison and Cook? Are you adjusting any at all for like Mixon or Geo or what's your what are your plans there? I mean, I have to imagine that they're going to pay Mixon. Um, he's I mean he's too good, and I don't mm. think he can ask for the top money because he like the team itself hasn't been great. Yeah, he has no leverage. Exactly. So he doesn't have as much leverage, and I think, he, but I think they're going to lock him up because Mixon's a really damn good running back. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not too worried about either of them. It's Madison, I think, that's the most interesting. Like, I don't care much for. I don't. How old is Giovanni Bernard now? I feel like 27. I mean, 28. Interesting. Yeah. Which Gio's one of those guys. Yeah, he's 28. He's he's been amazing every time he's gotten a chance to be the feature guy there, but he just he just doesn't get a chance often. Yeah, he's like the Bilal Powell of Cincy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, better, I guess. Better. But, yeah. Better. He is yeah. better. <laughs> I think Gio's a pet. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think I think Madison becomes a way more interesting 
like I don't say flyer, but like if if you're there in the seventh or eighth and Madison's there, like if you're gonna take some boring ass receiver that you may start once or Alexander Madison, like I I think you gotta kinda lean to the upside. Uh, yeah, I would do the same. Mm-hmm. Now didn't they the Bengals drafted a running back. They drafted a didn't they draft like two last year? It was last year. They took one that had crazy upside, but was always hurt. Rod, yeah, that's Rodney Anderson. Yeah, and then Travion Williams is the other one. Okay, so they, I mean, they have some backs there that we don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rodney Anderson is so good, but he's like he is the glass man from SpongeBob. Right. <laughs> so all my bones are made of glass. They <laughs> have paper skin. <laughs> But so yeah, with Dalvin Cook, my inclination is I, I really do think that he they will get an extension because with the um, who's their GM is it Spielman? But like so, I was listening to something recently, and with in the current GM's like tenure, they've done like they've gotten like a lot of extensions nailed down like the day before training camp starts. So mm-hmm. yeah, they, it's Spielman. Yeah, he's like notorious for like right buzzer beater extensions. And I know, like, people like Madison a lot, but Dalvin Cook is, like, he is this team. Like, last year, like, they like they need him or a running back of equal ability. Yeah, I mean, they ran the offense through him, like, mm-hmm. literally. And now Diggs is gone. Yeah, and now actually. Diggs is gone. So, I think I think they'll reach something. I feel like they'll end up at, like, $12 Because I think it's, like, isn't their cap situation? I think it's, like, bad this year, but next year it's a lot easier. So, I feel like they may, like, second year load it. But that would know. make sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, there are a lot of teams where it's the opposite. They're mm-hmm. next year they're going to have to make a lot of cuts and yeah, tough decisions. Let me pull up over the cap because because it, it, doesn't that show the twenty twenty one stuff too? I think so. Yeah, it's usually got all the contracts updated. Let's see, I'm trying to look if I can find the like twenty twenty one stuff. Yeah, so I think they're. The Chargers, I know, are screwed. They're the 2021 one that I think they're in a lot of trouble. I think I want to see the Vikings have, like, yeah, so for 2021, the Vikings are projected to have, like, 33 million, like 33 million in cap space. So they can definitely, like, second year load as extension if they want to get something done now. I don't know how that works exactly contract wise. I'm, I'm not an agent, but. Right. Yeah, but. Anyway, um, continuing on, and probably the biggest piece of news I've seen football related in a while, uh, Christian Hackenberg is officially changing sports. Would you like to take a <laughs> guess on what sport he's changing to? Oh, man, please something without accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to burst your bubble there, sir. He is changing to baseball. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, don't, I, didn't, I don't remember what position. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, let me just look what, up Christian. What? Yeah, position. Designated hitter, Hogue. No, um, I mean he was a quarterback, so he's probably going for a, to be a pitcher, right? I don't know. I'm looking. He had arm strength. He just yeah couldn't you know do anything with it. Oh yep, yeah, I think pitcher because he throws apparently throws a ninety mile an hour fastball with like some ease, not ease, but like. Coming that, out of, like, college, he could hit 90. That's impressive. Isn't it, like, I don't know a whole lot about baseball, but I do know that in terms of pitching, there's, like, a very huge, dr- like, drop-off 
from like getting above 85 i think yeah if you can hit like if you can get above 90 especially that's a feat right i'm also not a huge baseball like knowledgeable person so i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure like there aren't many 90 plus guys no mm-hmm. so but it's like the amount of arm strength and like motion you need to get it above 85 is like it's in like the highest tier of like arm strength basically so yeah like getting, which... just getting it across that is really tough so hit nine i mean it's pretty impressive mm-hmm. now where's so... it going <laughs> yes is he like is he he might have like a mean change up he just doesn't know when the change up's coming like <laughs> but then neither does the other team. <laughs> no one can steal the signs it's a genius wow. plan. <laughs> Christian Hackenberg takes down the Astros. <laughs> so, yep, I, I, signs, but he didn't know his signs. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we wish Hackenberg the best in his baseball journey. Um, his name sounds more baseball, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, Hackenberg. Yeah, Hackenberg sounds does not sound like a quarterback name. No, like he he like like we we're talking about like bust sounding names. His name sounds like a bust. It's pretty busty. Yeah. Ooh. Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> Continuing hold on. on. Um, <laughs> speaking of things that are large, uh, Philadelphia has lost offensive guard uh, Brandon Brooks. For Yikes! The season of an Achilles tear. Yeah, he's like, is he now their best lineman besides? Yeah, he's um, like he's like one of the best linemen in the league. I mean, shit. Yeah, but like, there aren't so, many guards. Like, I think like Quentin Nelson might be the like one of the only better than he is. Yeah. Much. Oh man, it's like a few weeks ago when we said they probably should have drafted a lineman with that second pick. Yeah, they can toss Jalen Hurts on the line, right? <laughs> but I, so I was I was looking into some stuff the other day. Actually, there was an article I saw about this that came out like just recently about kind of like who's replacement and apparently the current like projected replacement is Larry Warford formerly of the Saints and he would fill in pretty well just because yeah that's pretty solid mm -hmm. so like if if, if they bring him in they probably won't lose like that much of a step because the rest of their line is still amazing because they're putting it between um crap um trying to remember who the people are that are their center and their right tackle Kelsey. Um, Kelsey and Lane Johnson, right? Correct. So when you're between those two, like, as long as you don't suck. <laughs> they've got some, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. Yeah, they've got a couple players on roster, I guess, they want to look at. But the there's a lot of options in free agency they can go grab. And, yeah, Warford's, like, the top guy available, pretty much, which makes sense. So we'll see how they replace him. But the line is their strength, and if only they had drafted, too. Build that up. I mean, they're they still have a ton on their roster. They're just a lot of people I haven't heard of now. Yeah, they still have Lane Johnson. He's amazing. But I mean, they lost Jason Peters, who was their amazing left tackle. Uh huh. And then uh, what if he's unretired? And hey guys, I'm back. (laughs) Yeah, that Vitai guy that they uh, I think traded to the Lions. Mm -hmm. He was like their gadget backup like he would jump on left tackle or guard and they traded him as well as Peter so he would have been nice to have I don't know how good he is I like the lines way overpaid for him uh, but, uh, yeah so it looks like right now Matt Pryor 
and Jack Driscoll are their two guys on roster who like are going to be replacements if they don't sign anyone. So, mm-hmm. but and Andre Dillard, he was drafted two years ago, I think. He he was really good when he filled in for uh, Peter, so he'll be on the left now. So they're fine on the left too. Yeah, they still have a pretty good line. It's just hopefully they can fill that void a bit. Man, how do they do that? My team's been in like offensive line hell for <laughs> six decades. Guys, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy the Raiders have a good offensive line, and the Falcons' line just keeps getting hurt. So mm. <laughs> literally, their Achilles' heel every year. That and their corners all going down. <laughs> but anyway. Moving on, so Ezekiel Elliott, along with a couple other um, Texans and Cowboys, have tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, Zeke's the only one people apparently cared about, so his <laughs> name got leaked. And Zeke. yeah, so we were talking about this a bit before we came on. So obviously, ideally, you know, none of the players get it, but it seems inevitable with this many people getting together in one spot, all the sweat, spit, you know, everything going around, uh-huh. that players are more likely they're not going to end up with it. So, uh, we saw... I didn't know this, apparently. So, like, Vaughn Miller had it already. And to... I said I didn't know this either, that he was apparently asthmatic. So, it took a toll on him, and it took him a while to, like, get kind of, you know, back to himself. Um, so, I kind of kept him out for a while. Um, Zeke has said he's binged asymptomatic entirely. Um, which... A lot of... Because I, I know, like, with the Jazz, like, Donovan Mitchell said he did not know he had it at all, aside from just testing positive for it. So, like, a lot of these guys, like, we had discussed, like, our, our young guys in peak physical condition, for the most part, they won't be very directly affected by it, it symptom-wise. Um, right. But, obviously, if they test positive, they've got to sit out for two-ish weeks. I don't know how exactly they're going to handle that. And some of the players are actually going to get sick from it, too, if they get it, like, Players like Von Miller, who actually will need the extra time to fully recover and get better. Um, so that's a situation that's going to completely change the season. We've talked about the offseason being different already. And um, as far as like things in season, now like I said, we the hope is that they don't get it at all. But if, if a player does get coronavirus, our thought was Zeke getting it now is... For for our terms and for I guess his team's sake, they are more or less way more likely to have him around because if the assumption is that he'll get the antibodies, he won't get it again. So it's going off what we think we know so far, then he'll be around for the season. So that is kind of like a silver lining if you'll have it. Right. Like if he's got the antibodies not to fight it off, he won't get infected again. So if like in terms of it sounds rather selfish, but fantasy purposes, it yeah. would be better that he got it now, even though we don't really want anyone. to. Yeah, get I, it. I feel like bad saying it that way. But like, I'm sure the actual NFL team is thinking like, I'm sure Jared Jones is like, I'm glad he got it out of the way now. Like, yeah, no, especially asymptomatic, not having any you know, complications or anything. Because you never know. Viruses mutate, man. You don't want to... Not something to want to think about, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, so one thing that as a as someone who commissions a couple of leagues, I'm going to be adding an extra IR spot, at least in one of them. 
like our dynasty the guard has a lot of ir spots and huge benches so i don't think we're good i think we're good there but like in your typical like keeper reject league without a whole lot of bench room i'm gonna say extra ir is probably a good idea this year i'm gonna be implementing that just because mm -hmm. if you have your first round pick miss two weeks with coronavirus like you're it's gonna put you in a tight spot if you only have one ir so right like if someone's actually hurt and then like not actually actually hurt, but someone like gets a football injury and then so like and then christian like sit like say michael thomas like gets hurt and then christian mccaffrey has coronavirus well some probably didn't have this too but you, you get what i mean like mm -hmm. it could create a bench like hassle in a hurry so yeah and like it, what if the center you know gets tested and has it and then they have to quarantine all the people that were in contact with him and it turns out like one of the star receivers or something tested positive mm -hmm. even though they were completely asymptomatic now you have to put them out of your lineup for two weeks because they have to go quarantine for a set amount of time it's yeah yeah it's it's nuts we'll see. yeah yeah and like <laughs> We were kind of talking, like, not, I don't want to say strategy, but, like, if when you're drafting, if you're, like, tie-breaking, like, maybe tie-break against someone on the same team you already have. Like, if you already have two Chiefs players, like, I know the Chiefs are great, but, like, if if you have three Chiefs and, like, it hits them in a wave and you're out three players for two weeks, like, that could be, that could be tough. Oh, um, yeah. And I was kind of thinking, like, is... Like, will backups be more or less valuable because, like, oh, if the starter misses. But then it's, like, the backup could also just be out the same amount of time and you're just screwed either way. <laughs> so I, I think it's a wash there. Yeah, man, this is going to be a weird year. <laughs> and, like, you're, like this is going to be super important to keep up with, like, offensive line. Like, you want to know if the starting center and right guard are out with coronavirus. Like, uh -huh. because you probably don't want to play the running back that week or the, or the quarterback. It's probably going to suck. So, it's, probably, it's probably gonna suck. Yeah, or like, I not want to say worst case, but like a an extreme case scenario is like, what if they have to like literally cancel the game? Like, yeah, I don't think the NFL would do that. They would go to every measure not to. But like, yeah, yeah, they. I mean, they're like a billion dollar industry. They're gonna do everything within their power to keep those games running. But you, we might have teams with just tons of new players on them this year that we've never heard of because they're the backup to a backup mm -hmm. to a backup <laughs> yeah the the deep teams may they may like show their advantages here in that sense if if the necessity happens but deep roster <laughs> deep so yeah we're, so deep. we're gonna hope that doesn't occur but but no that is a good point like the teams with the most depth on their roster are going to be the most equipped to handle potential players missing time. Yeah, the Eagles are like, we're ready for this. We've been dealing with people <laughs> missing time all the time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's why they drafted Hurts. They're they're they think once it's going to get coronavirus or something. Right. But maybe, man, maybe. Dude. I've gotten in like not like I want to say debates, but like every time someone like talks about once being made a class, I'm always like, not really, not really. <laughs> it's getting some like unfair raps, and like I I still think the Jalen Hurts pick is literally just a like overblown insurance policy because Nick Foles worked out. Like maybe they Eagles, I can kind of trust to like actually develop a player, but anyway, 
because we've got an alignment. So yeah, I mean, he played all sixteen games last year. Yeah, because he hasn't missed as much time as people think. So no, I mean, he, he the one game he tore his ACL, he still finished the drive mm-hmm. through a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's not like he's got like a ton of like chronic stuff going on, and like he does he play like ballsy, yeah, oh, but. Yeah. I don't think you, for that reason, spend a second-round pick on your backup. Maybe like you spend on a lineman and sign a backup. Like I heard this guy named Cam Newton's available. Apparently, apparently this guy named Colin Kaepernick's available too. Like no way he's available. That so. guy's way too good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, injuries though. So on to Cam. Um, so I guess before we get into it, so there are a ton of off-season things that happened. A lot of people got surgery. Um, I can kind of, for the most part, rush through it, and we can stop when we feel like it, I guess. Um, but I want to give a rundown of the off-season uh, surgeries, recoveries of anyone who is fantasy relevant, pretty much, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of stuff we forget about, don't really hear about. Um, that is important because if you're, said like tie-breaking or. If you're deciding between, like, Chris Carson or someone else at that spot, you know, maybe Chris Carson's hip scares you away. Or if someone who's 30 is recovering from a surgery, that might be, you know, a little too much for you to handle. So, um, <laughs> digging in. So, Cam has surgery on his left list, Frank, in December. He passed an independent physical. We're kind of just waiting for more to come around on him as far as one team can see him. Um, Roethlisberger had surgery way back in September. He's expected to be ready. Um, Stafford, he has he had a thoracic spine fracture. Is that how you say it? Thoracic. Right? Uh, uh, yep, thoracic. Yeah. Um, so that, it's not his first back issue. He's expected to be ready for the season, but like, man, I love Stafford. I just got to really hope this back thing isn't like a an ongoing issue. Yeah, it's hopefully like he took time, got surgery, getting healthy, and it won't be an issue again. Because if it is, then it's going to really truncate his career. Yeah, if Stafford's back gets hurt, hurt again, it's tough to see him, like, playing a whole lot longer, as bad as it sounds. But yep. he he was on his way to being so good last year. So I know. I'm like, I'm I'm all, I'm all in on Stafford still, but I know you are Me too. too. I, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping those three guys, Cam, Ben, and Stafford, I'm all expecting to be pretty much – fine mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully fine and then uh we have Tua um he had his hip surgery in November the timeline is not like 100% certain just because he's not in the NFL fully yet and like he got surgery on college so don't have much info but the latest is he's recovering well and is pretty much ahead of schedule and he shouldn't have any post-surgery it's just a matter of like I haven't heard like everyone's saying he's ahead of schedule but like I don't know like no one knows the schedule quote unquote so Right, but all is going well. There's recovery so far. That's good news. Um, Mitch had surgery on his shoulder in uh, January. His not throwing shoulder expected to be ready, health wise, but health wise, skill wise, we don't know. Um, <laughs> and then Plenty. last one, yeah, <laughs> to what? It's still in the air. Yeah, like like the ball he threw. It's, it's getting <laughs> picked off. Oh no, it's picked off. Um, oh, it's gone. So right. and then <laughs> Alex Smith. <laughs> Apparently has an actual chance to play again, possibly. Oh my god! Like he like isn't a hundred percent gonna like call it on football, which is nuts because he could have died. So yeah, that's wild. What a return! If he comes back at all, that's nuts. So 
Yeah, I have no clue when he could, but... Is he like 35, 34? I'm not sure. Let me look. But the fact that it's a possibility is absurd, so that's like kind of cool. Let me say he's not old. He's 36. 36? Yeah. He cares. So, continuing on, we have uh, Sonny Michelle. It came out recently that he had foot surgery in uh, May. Mm. Apparently, it was maintenance for some discomfort. Uh Uh-huh. Weird. I usually, I don't get uh, maintenance surgery for some discomfort, but... I'm also not an yeah, NFL player. So. Maybe it was just like a scope kind of thing. Yeah, I can pull it up, but man. Not super invasive just to kind of clean up a messed up joint or something. Yeah, I'm trying to dig in real quick. Um, It doesn't really say much that I could find, but man that Patriots team is just not going to be fun this year I'm like I'm pretty much not drafting any Patriots uh, yeah like unless Sony Michelle is like available super late but it's not like it's not exciting I'm not taking any of them like at or above ADP oh no I mean unless you think Stidham's the answer which I personally think is a just a big old joke but uh <laughs> It's just we don't we've never seen him play. <laughs> no, we've never seen him play. So, but I was about to pull up. I, I was about to look up Sony Michelle's ADP. I put I put like an Excel doc or Excel thing in the uh, folder earlier that I pulled ADP from to make it like easy to yeah. look at. Sony Michelle's going pretty much at the start of the eighth round. I'm gonna pass on that. Yeah. I mean, Belichick could definitely lean on the run a bit more with no quarterback, but that offense is not going to be scoring a whole lot of points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's going to be low scoring. Like yeah. they have a good defense and no offense. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess looking at the running backs after Sonny Michelle, there aren't really many options. So like, it's not like I, I'm not going to say like never to taking him like at the turn of the eighth there, but like. Rojo and Matt Burita are going after him. Like, I'm definitely more interested in those guys. Like, Tevin Coleman's apparently going after him. I'm way more interested in there. Yeah. Um, and, like, as far as other positions, like, Will Fuller's going after him, which I, I I have later on the dock here something about uh, Houston. And, uh, anyway, continuing on, um, Chris Carson um, had the hip issues expected about normally. Um, I can't remember what exactly it was with Chris Carson, if it was, like, I don't know if he actually had surgery. Did he? Ooh. I feel like I'd prefer if he did. No, uh, yeah, he avoided surgery. Oh. Yeah. But this is back in, like, this was, like, literally uh, December. Like, kind of late, late in December this happened. So, he's expected back, but, like, it's not reassuring. And then Penny, uh, his knee exploded pretty much. <laughs> Uh, it was like it was like all the CLs. <laughs> it just went in yeah. a lot of pieces. And like, he had surgery in December. He like of all of the players I'm about to list, he's probably the most likely to start on the pop. Like even Pete Carroll wouldn't say he's ready for the season. Like and Pete Carroll's like the injury optimist of the world. So right, yeah, Pete, I'll be back in the <laughs> yeah. If Pete Carroll's not sure, then it's a bad sign. So yeah, I mean he has like a total knee replacement. Not like literally, just like. <laughs> to fix out all of the things that broke. 
Yeah, let me look. Because there was... He has a multi-ligament knee injury. Yeah. See if I can Sounds find painful. every... Yeah, because like I, I didn't write all of them because there were multiple. I'm like, his knee exploded. See, he had... Yeah, left ACL construction, and he also... I think he also tore his ACL meniscus. And meniscus. Ooh. Not positive, but there were multiple things that went to shit, so... Yikes. Well, take the time to get healthy and uh, a lot of time. Yeah, because he's looked good when he's played. It's just not him many chances to. Yeah, he didn't have a whole lot of opportunities, but when they put him in, he uh, he was doing some work out there. Mm-hmm. But, um, moving to receivers, uh, OBJ and Jarvis, both of them. So uh, Odell had core muscle surgery, so basically hernia repair. Um, in Oof. January... Hey, all these core muscle surgeries, I, I'm assuming, are all, like, sports hernia repairs. Mm-hmm. Um, Those so, are really frequent and really awful. Yeah, a, a lot of athletes get them, actually. But, um, yeah, because you need to really strengthen your core. Yeah, like When all, you're doing all those stretching and, like, straining you put on it, my God. Yeah, all, like, the straining, the hits, the weightlifting, yeah, it's high risk for it. So, it's, like, all this sports hernia makes you feel sporty. <laughs> So he's surgery in yeah. January. He's expected that normally. Um, apparently that was bothering him last year too. So maybe he'll be killing it this year. And then Jarvis had a hip surgery in February. He anticipates an August return, but I would like w- watch this one. Like I, I, this is just my subjective opinion. I think he is possibly a pup risk, not like super likely, but I don't feel great about him being like all Gucci to start the year. Yeah, that I mean February is a that's a pretty good amount of time, especially if the league does delay in some regard. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's still this year. Yeah, it's not like super reassuring for like a hip surgery. So we'll see. Um, AJ It'll Green get, um, like had basically a full six months. Yeah. So yeah, we gotta hope six months is enough time for him to. That's why I said August. I think the six month timetable is that. So right. But. It's it, kind of cutting it close, but so we'll see there. And then uh, I said AJ Green, he's had like a year off for his ankle, so if he's not fine. Then he's, I think he's done if he's not fine yeah. by now. So I assume he's all good. Um, uh, Pedalman, he, uh, it was his left shoulder and left knee. I wrote uh, cringes in West Walker. Oof. Um, he had surgery in January. He's expected to return normally, but like, how old is he now? He's, he's kind of gotten Austin Collie a bit. Yeah, well, I'm gonna say Austin College because Austin College was just concussed out of the league, basically. But pretty much hospital passes. Yeah, um, Julian Edelman's gonna just end up with like so many like he's gonna have such bad arthritis in like five years. Yeah, I mean they're just like keeping him put together with machinery. <laughs> so he is 34 now. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine with Brady gone and now Gronk going to Tampa like. He's still there in New England, kind of on his own. Yeah, I'm. I have zero fucking clue how his stat line is going to be without Tom Brady. So, I don't know. Like, he, could he still do great? Sure, but I don't think he's got a whole lot of time left. Yeah, like his. I mean, he's the only receiver with any pass production on the team, right? Yeah. So, I mean, well, do they still have Sanu? I don't know. They do have Sanu still. The three. Yeah, he's got some pass production. He's like the perfect wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. 
Let me look at Muhammad Sunil. What's his most yards he's had in a year? His tops is, what, 838? So, I guess their top two receivers are Edelman and Sanu, and they're hoping Nikhil Harry is in the top three there, so. Uh-huh. Oof. Um, yeah. Anyway, continuing with receivers, uh, Marvin Jones um, had a left ankle issue, expected about normally. Calvin Ridley, a lower abdominal Expected about normally, which I assume hernia. Um, Hollywood had his uh, screw removed from, um, like, yeah, because he had the list Frank thing previously. So in February, he got the screw removed and expected okay. back normally. So apparently, um, I, cr- I could be wrong with this, but I think this is what I'd heard. So I think Julio and uh, Emmanuel Sanders have both had this, like, same procedure where they've had, like, a screw removed, like, in an offseason previously, and, like, that wasn't really making any news at all. So. The screw removal is apparently like an easy recovery, and it usually helps a lot with like discomfort. So, because like he got it removed because of it was apparently causing discomfort. So, mm-hmm. okay, well that's that's a good sign, I think. I think. So he should be new and improved. Um, Alshon had right list frank surgery in December. Um, he could be ready in time. He could end up on the pub. I have no clue. It's Alshon. Um, it's I it's think of course, he's done. It's, of course, quote-unquote, like, I don't want to say quote-unquote, but it seems like an up-to-the-wire thing. Yeah, I have no clue what's up with him. He had his run in Philly, and I feel like he's he's now after his peak. And oh, he's yeah. just sort of in the injury-riddled after years, which is, you know, kind of harsh. But Sad, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, for a lot more, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Then, uh, more receivers, uh, three of them get who got core muscle repairs. Um, Deshaun Jackson in November, Deontay Johnson in February, and Will Fuller in January. I'll expect it back normally. Um, Preston Williams, Playboy Preston, which also hilariously, his autograph, it's like, I think it's, it's like a P, a smiley face, and a P. Hmm. Let me look it up to be sure. Pop. Yeah, it's like it's like I think he does PP for like Playboy Preston. It's like the joke, oh and he's like a goodness. smiley face in there. It's it's hilarious. So um, he's tentatively on schedule for the opener, but I I'm not wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't play right away. I don't know if I'll say pop or if we'll just like put him out a few games, but it'll be a closer call with him too. Um, Anthony Miller had shoulder surgery in January. He's expected back normally. Uh, Paris Campbell had foot surgery in December. Spit it back all good. Um, Jalen Hurd, who apparently uh, he had a stress fracture in his spine. Yeah, yeah, um, back in April, he was clear to come back and like resume some football activity. So that's good. He, did he miss all? Like, he did he play at all? His I, don't, I don't think so. I think he missed all okay. year. I, I believe so. Let me double check. Um, then Hakeem Butler, he injured his hand in August before the season started. I don't think he had surgery. I couldn't find anything about it, so he's expected back normally, as far as I'm aware. I mean, yeah, I, I haven't heard any news on Butler, actually. I think he's fine. Oh, no. Let's see. Jalen Hurt, latest news. Or not latest news. Need to see the dude. Did he play last year? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. It would make me feel better if he took the entire rookie year. I see no stats. Apparently, he was active for three games, but I don't. There was, like, there was no stats recorded, so I don't know. Okay. Huh. But yeah, pretty much missed all year. Um, Devin Funches, uh, fun fun. He had fun, left fun. clavicle surgery back in September, and he's expected back normally. And and the Green Bay signing is kind of a good sign that he's 
going to be good to go, I think. Good to go. Um, Van Jefferson had fifth metatarsal surgery in March. Expected to be ready for the season. I think that's like the big bone by your pinky toe. Wait, like he had surgery on his fifth metatarsal or this was his fifth surgery of the metatarsal? Oh, he had it on his fifth metatarsal. Okay, yeah. So that's like, yeah, that's your pinky. Yeah, that's like the bone that sticks out by your like little toe, yeah. Or no, no, that's your, okay. yeah, toe pinky. Yeah, pinky toe, yeah. Carpal is foot, his hand. There we go. <laughs> carpal I and took carpal. medical terminology. <laughs> Tarsal tarpal. <laughs> Sounds like some, like, gibberish or Rick and Morty character would just, like, utter. <laughs> have you been, wa- have you watched, um, well, at first I want to ask, did you, like, finish up season four? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, Fantastic. Yeah, Vita Acid episode was definitely my favorite. That was great. That was so good. It felt like quintessential Rick and Morty. Yeah, it just felt like, <laughs> Rick like, was right. <laughs> yeah. So, some, some of the season was, like. I like some of them work kind of eh, but like they felt like a little convoluted maybe I don't know but it definitely it felt like it improved again as the season progressed mm-hmm. which I was a big fan of sort mm-hmm. of like Dan Harmon's good at reeling it in bringing it back home to what made the show good in the first place he's not one of those jump the shark kind of people yeah. I don't feel like in general he he knows the limits of his own world he's created yeah which I was speaking of, have you watched, um, what's it called, Solar Opposites at all on Hulu? Mm, not yet, but I, that is definitely my next show. It. <clears throat> I was unsure for the first two episodes, but after the third, I was fully on board. Yeah, that's pretty much what all my friends said. Yeah, like episode three is where you're like, okay, okay, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> that was my take on it. So I've not, I've not finished it yet, but I was like... Okay, this is definitely a big hook in on the third one. Hell yeah. I'm going to say, is uh, Justin Roiland doing voices for it? I believe so. Try that, cause who, who else voices he do in me? You can always tell when it's Justin Roiland because he has that like cadence to the way he talks where he's like, ah, oh, jeez, ah, oh, this is a uh, uh, schmeckle. This, this is a schmeckle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can use 10 schmeckles to buy a glorzo bottle you know like <laughs> <laughs> yeah he does some of the voice let me see who all he's doing or so i'm trying to like okay oh yeah okay yeah he does he does like the main character yeah okay yeah that's what i thought i'm like because like because does he do rick right he does i think he does all of he does rick and morty yeah because like because because the main character in Soul opposite sounds like rick but like not quite rick okay yeah, no, when I was watching an interview with Justin Roiland, and th- when he was first auditioning, they loved his Rick but hated his Morty. So they wanted to get someone else for Morty, and they were like, "That you, we can't. Like, the whole point is that it's one person doing both voices. So that he had to change his Morty up a bit. <laughs> okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, he does he does the main character in it, yeah. I was double-checking, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's the same guy who does Rick. I couldn't remember who does which, because they... Basic classic example of like a couple people doing all the voices. <laughs> but anyway, back to football. So uh, Brian Edwards <laughs> also had fifth metatarsal surgery. But in February, he's expected to be ready for the season. Which also I saw, apparently the Raiders came out and said they had a first round grade on Brian Edwards. Which doesn't surprise me. Because mm. literally the only issue was drops with him. Like that was my only downside with him was like the trap floor of the drops. So like aside from that, he had first round tools. Like I don't blame them. 
Um, oh yeah, no, I'm. I mean, I think I drafted him in like the third or something in the rookie draft. Yeah, I didn't have a picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, yeah, he's. I, I like him a lot. Uh, like we've talked about our or kind of crush on him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, getting him the third is nuts. It's a solid pick. But um, yeah, so more receivers with core muscle repairs. Uh, but rookies this time. So Ayuk had it in April. Lavishka Chenault had it in March, which his was right on the combine because he like aggravated it during the combine. I'm pretty sure. Right, and that's why there are a lot of people with the you know Chenault has injury concerns, mm-hmm. sort which, of thing. Which because he went to Colorado, Colorado State, I don't know whatever it was, but they fucking beat him up there, like with how much they played him and like had him like running back and stuff too. So, but they're really supposed to be ready for the season. And then uh, tight ends, we've got Evan Ingram had a left foot spring surgery in December. He's expected back. Um, Waller had thumb surgery in December. He's supposed to be good. Uh, Foster Morell on the same team had ACL surgery in December. He's a likely pup mm-hmm. candidate, which mm-hmm. makes makes the Jason Witt signing more sense once we remember that. Um, right. Eric Ebron had left ankle surgery in December. He's expected to be ready to go, and he passed the physical back in March. So, yeah, he should be fine. December. That's enough. That's a good amount of time for an ankle. Yeah, and then uh, Trey Burton had hip surgery in December, which remember he was supposed to be good, and then took any hurt. Oh. There he goes. So he apparently said that he was rushed back. He rushed back from a hernia after being misdiagnosed, and that like led to the hip issue because basically like he like put a lot of strain on his hip trying to over like trying to compensate for it. Which right. I found interesting, which makes me feel weird about the Bears. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> so if if Trey Burton is healthy, it is kind of <clears> intriguing. <throat> like because we know Rivers loves the tight ends, and obviously Doyle's there, but like. Yeah. Again, Burton as the intriguing backup, hmm, but mm-hmm. he's probably on the waiver wire in a lot of dynasty leagues, honestly. But um, I would say yes because he was really lackluster last year. Which mm-hmm. I don't know why people were high on him. We were like he had Trubisky, but you know whatever. Yeah. Um, well, he could end up being nothing. But I mean, the, the Jack Doyle thing is interesting with Philip Rivers. But um, and then we have Will Disley who had an Achilles repair in October. He's on track for the opener, but keep watch on that. Oh, yeah, he was mid-season. Yeah, um, or kind of like early in the season, yeah, because he got hurt the previous year and then got hurt like right away again this year. It was sad. Yeah, it was like within four or five weeks. It was he, They weren't playing much at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have like... doing really well. Yeah, I have like some point, I don't know when I talk about it, I wrote October down in general, so... Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so there is a lot of injury review. Um, a lot of guys who you kind of... Forget about because like when this stuff happens in like February and like March, like right after the Super Bowl and that like news cycle, like a lot, most people are tuned out. And like I didn't realize a lot of these happened until I went back and looked. So mm-hmm. it's a kind of, it's kind of a good like recap to know possible like slow start expectations, you know. Plus, there's so much news with free agency and trades that it all kind of gets washed together in a mm-hmm. big old just like month there of news. So. You lose track of it. I forgot about half of these. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be more that come up. Like, because I guess today, like, we just found out about Debo and stuff, so. Yeah. The Sony thing's pretty new. The Brooks thing's pretty new, so. That's, that's the offseason for you. That's the offseason. At least um, it's football. Exactly. At least it's football. I'm so excited. I, uh, I have, so, like, PGA's back for now, and PGA DFS is a thing, so I've been, like, looking at that a little bit. 
That's how desperate I am. I'm like looking into <laughs> golf DFS. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, it's tough. But um, I tried a little bit of MMA DFS. I fucking sucked at it. So just going away for football. Yeah. That's my calling. So um, moving into like just non-new stuff and more just kind of discussion. Um, I had a couple like random things I had on here. Um, okay. One thing is kind of like, who do we think the target leaders will be. I know there's the obvious, like, Michael Thomas, Devontae, Julio, probably Hawkins. But from there, there's not, like, anyone, like, super obvious. I mean, there's, like, a lot of, like, probables. But I was trying to list out, like, a top ten. And I was able to get, like, you know, a few more out. Like, so I was thinking Adam Thielen makes a lot of sense. Juju okay. makes sense. Uh, Travis Kelsey probably does, too. Um and then I started getting more unsure. So after I hit like seven, I was like, huh. Like, I don't know who's going to be next. Like, um, like DJ Moore possibly. Like, that offense could be running a lot of plays. He started to get a lot of targets, a lot of targets last year. I assume one of Evan or Godwin's, maybe both even. Um, and after maybe that, both. yeah, I'm like maybe Al Robinson, George Kittle. I don't know. Like, do, do you kind of do you like disagree with any of those? Is there anyone you think should be kind of added in there? Like, I know some people may say Cooper Cup or anything like that, but... I, I mean, Thielen, I think, is definitely worth being in that conversation. Um, Hopkins, I think, has one of the highest ceilings of any receiver. Yeah, like, I agree. I feel like people are, people are like, thinking Hopkins' ceiling is way lower than it is for some reason right now. Yeah, no, I mean, he could have – him and Kyler could be absolutely disgusting fantasy-wise. Um, that That's just, like – it's a match made in heaven <laughs> for that offense. So Hopkins could be the number one receiver next year. I wouldn't bat an eye. Uh, Michael Thomas, obviously. Devontae, definitely. Travis Kelsey, for sure. I'm probably more leaning Godwin over Evans, even though I love Evans as a prospect. Like, he's still one of my favorite receivers. I think Godwin makes more sense for Brady and Arians. Um, but then after that, I mean, Kenny Galladay, if Stafford's healthy... Yeah, he was someone I considered, too. I just wasn't sure, like, if he was going to be, like, a full-target hog or just get, like, you know, a lot of yards but not quite as many targets, like, kind of thing. So that's kind of what with him. True. Uh, well, another one is Cooper Cup could absolutely. Yeah. Now Cooks is gone, too. So it's, it's like Woods and Cup and company. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I have zero clue, like, what the fuck the Rams are going to... Like, not, like, in a bad way. I just don't know, like, who's going to be good on the Rams this year. Like, because even, like, because last year when they moved away... Because um, Cooks was out for some time. Let me see what Brandon Cooks missed. Hold on. He was, yeah. He was out for a minute. Because there were... When did, what, what, when did he miss? What was his, like, playtime? Oh, wait, never mind. He came back at the end of the year. Because, like, at the end of the year, like, when they went very heavy two tight end sets and they started doing super well, Cooper mm-hmm. Cup's snaps decreased. And so that's why, like, I didn't personally put Cooper Cup on this target thing right away. Because, like, because, like, I could be, it could just be that with Brandon Cook's gone, he is going to get a lot more than I think I'm just worrying too much. But, like, well, if they if, can use Van Jefferson to take things off the top a bit. Yeah, well, like... There's a lot of moving parts, yeah. Because they're not going to play Cup out of the slot, 
don't think. They shouldn't play Cup out of the slot much. <laughs> and so, like, if they're running two tight end sets, they've got, like, basically I don't know how much Cup fits in with two tight end sets per se. And so that's why I'm like, how does that affect his target volume? Like, because Woods, Woods can play, you know, all around. Like, do they do they try to put Cup outside? Do they put Van? Do they, do they put Reynolds out there? Because, like, he profiles as, like, they're, like a like a Z or well, I'm trying to remember the other, but he profiles as like an outside receiver. Well, I keep forgetting about Reynolds. Like yeah, I keep dude. coming back to like that. I really am on board with him doing well, and then I totally forget. So that's and he's like fucking doing. free in drafts. Like so, yeah. Like redraft, you won't get drafted. Dynasty is like so pretty much fucking free. Like so, any love for uh, Terry McLaurin and Haskins to develop? Yeah. I think so. Um, I mean, he blew up last year, man. That that's a rookie. What he did was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, Terry McLaurin's not. I'm I'm on board the McLaurin train with the McLaren. How I many? However you want to say his name, Scary <laughs> Terry. I like that. Mc, I like McLovin the best. That's my favorite. McLovin. But no, yeah, he fucking balled out. I'm I'm 100 percent on board. Like as a rookie, when you do that, like you're yeah. And he he was a day two pick. So like I mean yeah. You like you hope higher, but like, yeah, like when you're a day two pick and you ball out your rookie year, like okay, you're, you're what we thought. Um, He's definitely got a lot of risk to him, you know, a lot of lot of reasons, you know, his quarterback and injuries. And yeah, I'm the team itself and the offense, but I'm Washington is meh, but I'm pulling back a little bit on the Dwayne Haskins ragging. Um, yeah, no, I'm not trying to destroy the guy. It's his rookie year. Yeah. He, um, I, 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 like, I, they seem to think he's really got the right attitude and he's going to be progressively getting better each season as opposed to getting worse. Yeah, he, he was pretty okay to, like, finish the year last year. He, what is it, in his last, like, three starts, he was pretty solid. He was 171-1, and one, which, okay, I'll... That he eclipsed, he eclipsed thirty attempts one time. So like this yeah. is all, this is all very low volume too. But like he he played pretty well against Philly. Which did they win that game or not? Because I remember us talking about that game and being like Philly might lose this. I think they should have lost, but Philly came back and won at the end. Probably. Like like Washington was probably up fourteen nothing. I gotta look <laughs> into this now. Hold on, guys. Okay, like I don't. As much as we, like, try to stay, like, objective, I, I do think one of our things is, like, ragging on the Eagles. <laughs> like, it is at this point. <laughs> at least lately, yeah, with what they've been doing. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. Like, what an, what an, like, a good team that has injuries, like, plays a division opponent, like, it's trap game territory. But, okay, so Philly did win. But, yeah, so it was... So going into the fourth, it was only a three-point game, and then Philly kind of pulled ahead towards the end. Oh, After okay. The- so okay, so Philly got ahead thirty-one to twenty-seven with thirty-two seconds left. So it was like a, it was a nail biter. Mm. And then there was like a fumble recovery at the very end, which didn't really count. So it was it was a nail biter game. <laughs> Were hilarious. they down to start the game, like at halftime or after the first quarter? Was Washington up? Um, let's see, Washington. Yeah, Washington was up. Uh, let's see. Yeah, going into the half, they're up fourteen ten, and then going into fourth, they were up seven or twenty one seventeen, and then yeah, they got up like five minutes left. They got up by three points. So, dang. 
But yeah, I think. And how? I mean, how old is Dwayne Haskins anyway? He's so young, right? He's pretty young. Like he, yeah, he's twenty three. He just turned twenty three in May, so like he's, he's so young younger still. than Baker. Yeah, like so. I'm not gonna call done yet. And like he has, he was on a really bad team last year. Like I'm ready to give him more benefit of the doubt than I have been. I think I was being a little <laughs> harsh on him. Well, I mean, we were he. I mean, objectively speaking, he didn't have a good season, but he was a rookie, you know. Yeah, and like because I wasn't like I didn't hate him coming in, but I wasn't huge on him coming in. Um. I remember who like was my favorite in there. anyway, but that was the Kyler class. That's right. It was Bruce Kyler yeah. than everyone else. Yep. But um, yeah. So where were we? Oh yeah, target possible tar- possible target leaders. I mean, I don't think McLaurin's in that running just because I don't think Washington's going to throw enough. They're going to be a gross team. But, yeah, by targets probably not. Um, I mean, wasn't. You, you said Allen Robinson. Wasn't he one of the highest in targets last year, like top five, top three? Maybe. Let me look. I'm going to look into it. But, yeah, he – dude, he, he's so good. Like – He is – he is really, Yeah, he had 153 really targets good. last year. Yeah, and he just – the quarterback just couldn't get the ball to him. Yeah, I'm like – I'm like, I wonder how much of an upgrade Foles could potentially be in the sense of getting him the ball more, but – yeah, dude. Allen Robinson's so fucking good. I, he is. Yeah, he's had such bad quarterback luck throughout his whole career. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, I mean, he's done what he's done. I, I like if I had my picks this year and the way I wanted him, I would probably take DeAndre Hopkins as the first wide receiver. I'm not gonna lie. Like I love Michael Thomas, but a Hopkins upside to me. Like I feel like he's gonna get peppered. Like Kyler's just gonna. They like, ran 11. so many. They ran so many plays last year, and like the offense wasn't even like efficient. Like they had so many drives just end, and so many times where Cliff's like, "Let's kick a field goal, fuck it." So yeah, like, dude, like eleven targets a game. I'm talking about. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I like, like Hopkins a lot with Arizona. He, he's in that clear tier one. I think like the clear like top tier is, is five guys. I think it's Michael Thomas. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill. I think that's the like clear top five receivers, and then drops off. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I, I didn't put Tyreek Hill in the target leader category just because he's an absurdly efficient player. It's not how he isn't operate off of strictly targets. Yeah, no, like he's like the inverse of most you know graphs in terms of targets to production. Because <laughs> every target he gets, he makes the most out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. Travis Kelsey usually beats him in targets, so I put Kelsey. But mm-hmm. yeah, Tyreek Hill, like, like that's like while well, I was looking at like his, his uh, twenty eighteen where he was healthy all year, he got one hundred thirty seven targets, and like that mm-hmm. turned into like fifteen hundred yards and twelve touchdowns. It's like oh you, oh you, like that's all I can say there. But <laughs> big plays. But yeah, there aren't like a ton of guys who I think make sense as like huge target hogs. Um, yeah, one of the guys that was at the top that I feel like we both kind of feel might take a dip would be Keenan Allen, right? Yeah, I did not put him in here on purpose. Um, yeah. The Chargers offense is going to be so, like, slow. Yep. And, like, they're going to try I, I think try to run heavy. I don't know. They don't seem like an up-paced team. Eckler dump-offs, dude. Yeah, Anthony doesn't want to be, like, Tyrod Taylor and a, like, Tyrod Taylor and high-pass volume offense don't really, like, it's not going to coincide. So, and it's Anthony Lynn. I'm expecting just a 
boring Chargers team. <laughs> but I think they'll be good, though, as a thing. Like, they're, very, they're so talented. The defense is good. I think they'll be I mean, a yeah, good boring defense team. defense is stacked. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, the, like, I don't know how far Keenan Allen's going to drop in a lot of these with everyone being like, eh, do I really want it? So, but I think I think Juju's getting, like, all the Steelers are just getting disrespected, honestly, just because the last year was so gross that people are forgetting that, like, Roethlisberger will be such a huge improvement. And then Thielen with no digs is just going to be nutso targets. Yeah. You know, yeah, so this uh, the Chargers, I was looking at their, like, point differentials because we were talking about how, like, the <laughs> Packers and the Seahawks were, like, 11-5 and five with a plus 7 for the yeah. Seahawks. 11-5 and five with a plus 7 differential. What? The Chargers were basically the inverse. They were 5-11 and 11 with only a minus 8 <laughs> differential. Dude, there was... I remember what there is like a th- like an article I read about the Chargers, one of the really good seasons, kind of a little bit ago, and how unlucky they were. Was that the year they had they were number one in everything except special teams, and they basically yeah they were number one in like everything, and they still like weren't like a great team. They didn't have a good kicker or something. Yeah, they were just so unlucky and like just <laughs> like they were just they're just cursed. Yeah, it, that's classic Chargers. But so yeah, the Chargers like. I don't think I'll end up with any charges in like any of my drafts unless like Hunter Henry falls late. But like, I think Eckler's going at a ceiling. Like, exactly. Like I'd... if Eckler fell, I would take him and take advantage of that. But he's not going to. He's going at his at his ceiling, the highest he should be taken. Yeah, like with Keenan Allen, it's like I don't know the pass line is going to be. Like I feel like the offense could be kind of gross. So his touchdown opportunity might be down. Like I don't. I have no clue what's going to happen with Mike Williams moving forward. So. Like, the only people, like, I said, I don't, like, hate Hunter Henry, but even that's not exciting. And then, like, maybe just hoping you pick the right guy between Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson is the way to go. Like, I don't know what else to do with the Chargers, but <laughs> I guess while we're talking, do the what? Point the point differentials is always just so fun. To yeah, I know. It's one of my favorite things. Like, we, we talk about it a lot. It's just, like, a funny, like, thing to look at with teams and how if they're actually good or bad or not. But yeah. I mean, so, Texans at 10 and 6 with a minus 7. That's called Deshaun Watson is, is made of magic. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Man, I want him to get out. Or for, like, Bill O'Brien to get fired by the two. One of the two. Yeah. So, um, since we're already on kind of team themes, we'll kind of move into our team theme section. So, as far as situations that I feel like are getting ignored, um, I'm not really going to bring up Steelers because everyone's talking about the Steelers and most podcasts I've other like other podcasts I've heard have said like oh the Steelers are undervalued which I agree with, but mm-hmm. no one's talking about the Buffalo passing game like mm. Stephon Diggs like what I mean what do you think that's going to be like this year? Uh, hmm. I think it's going to be kind of a mess to start. Quite frankly, I I do like the potential we get from Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, but they have a kind of a crowded receiving room with just like all the different pieces that they have. And I, I still don't know how good Josh Allen is at throwing mm-hmm. the ball. Um, so a lot of that is just totally dependent on whether or not he does improve this year. I, I don't think it starts off like right out of the gate super well, but I think by mid season, like I think Stefan Diggs would be a great buy low candidate after the first couple weeks. Cause I don't think he's going to do much 
at the beginning. Yeah, like he falls under like receiver changing teams, um, and especially exactly. this off season, it's going to be tough. Like, I, I think I think it's more Jalen's side than Diggs' side, <laughs> but um, no, a hundred percent. Like, I think Stefan Diggs is super talented, but I also think that Sean Mc. Dermot runs a tight ship and that he's not going to just like give Diggs targets because he wants them. He's going to run his scheme. Yeah, for sure. Like, and that's like, so like my thought is like, so John like actually relied on Cole Beasley a lot. And I'm thinking is, is Diggs just kind of going to be the next step up where he's reliable, good route runner, but also can like take the top off. Like imagine being like, you have John Brown on one side, and then Stefan Diggs, and it's like he's running. Um, I don't know, what, like a sluggo is what it's called, or, or whatever. Like what the options are, basically, like it can be a comeback or a go. Like, imagine trying to defend that, like with a quarterback who can actually get it all the way to like Stefan Diggs in the end zone. But yeah, I mean, if you had a quarterback that could place it there accurately every time, it would be very scary. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing, though. It's like the quarterback that will hit the go, but not the curl. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, i'm not sure like we're josh allen is sort of still in the you know this is his third year now this is where we want to see yeah and passing the ball efficiently yeah and the last thing we saw of him was like that awful houston ending yeah like that, which just kind of it was the manifestation on. of everything that i was worried about like with him coming in it just like <laughs> happened all at once <laughs> and like i'm not sure like shielding that too much but like that is like the like disaster gene that he does like pot to sort of have where like, mm-hmm. everything can totally just shit can break the fan as i'll say but, um, <laughs> too much shit the fan's broken yeah, yeah I, 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 I love mixed metaphors but so buffalo <laughs> buffalo schedule's not bad to start um they have the jets the dolphins the rams the raiders and the titans to start it off which the dolphin secondary is is absurd now but Jets, Rams, well, yeah, and Raiders, Diggs will probably pop off week one then. Yeah, they get, they get the Jets, and then on the Rams don't have like a scary secondary. Really, that's decent, but like it's not like super intimidating. At least I don't think it's gonna be good to hold Diggs down. Then they get the Raiders in week four. That should be an easy bet. Like, yeah, like I could totally see Diggs just wrecking the Jets. No offense, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah no, but I guess that kind of ties in with what I think most is, which is that I think it'll be. His production, I think, will be inconsistent. Like, yeah. As much as I'd love for him to be the go-to, I think week one he's going to get 21 points in fantasy, and week two he might get six because yeah. it's just up and down uh, constantly. Yeah, like the Miami game is going to be they pass 17 times and run 40 times because right. that's going to be almost every team against Miami this year. Like I'm okay, I'm calling this now. Miami's going to be the biggest fucking run funnel of the, <laughs> the NFL run this year. Team. They're 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 the run funnel. I'm I'm so confident about that at this point. Like if I'm wrong and if if I'm wrong it's because the defense is going to be stellar cuz like they have like the best trio of cores in the league possibly. Yeah, I mean, what? Byron Jones, Xavier Howard and um Someone. I was going on about that. I can't remember the names. Shit. Who they, they draft? Yeah, who they had? Um, Xavier Howard, Byron. Jo- oh, they took that Noah. Not going to pronounce his last name. Uh, <laughs> guy. Oh yeah, because everyone's like, "Why did they draft a corner? They only have two. And then we're like, everyone's like, "Oh wait, you need you need three good corners today." Mm-hmm. 
Shoot, yeah, because I knew they... <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I cannot remember this name. <laughs> it was... Da -na 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 -na. Noah. Noah, yeah, okay. I don't know, uh, yeah. Ignube? It's like a, it's like a way, I think, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, they're, they're stacked in the secondary now, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're, I mean, their front isn't, you know, too bad either, because didn't they get, they got uh, Kyle Van Noy, so he'll be one of their linebackers. They mm -hmm. have Jerome Baker still, and then they've got, they've got Ogba, Ogba yeah. Yeah, who I think is pretty solid. Wolfins, yeah, Raekwon McMillan, they've got like a, their defense actually okay, but like their secondaries are strong and their front seven is decent, but not like absurd. But Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, like, and then they drafted, um, let's call him Noah High. Noah and State, High. Rowan McCain's safeties are solid too, so it's like, I'm assuming the secondary is going to be nuts. Run funnel. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's not like the team's going to be super great. Like, I don't see the Dolphins getting out to huge leads still. That division, man, who knows? It really should be the Bills. Maybe it's not the Bills. Oh. Anyway, continuing on. Um, the J Jacksonville in general. So, Oof. I, 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 so Chark is being criminally underdrafted, I think, right now. At least, like, I think I remember his, like, his startup ADP was pretty low. Let me find his, um, just like redraft kind of. But Chark's going pretty late. But as far as Jacksonville... How bad will they be? Will they be not as bad as everyone thinks? Like, what's what's your thought? Um, I mean, if I had to pick a team to go last in the division, it would be them. Yeah, like they're honestly a fair candidate to be first overall pick. Like, if everything actually goes is like, like bottom end of outcomes, like is for Jacksonville is really fucking bad. They, I mean, they lost a lot of their team. Their defense is way worse. It was gutted. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm honestly I'm I'm honestly really intrigued with Jay Gruden in this offense because they've got because the Minshew plays plays fine. Um, they've got Fournette. They brought in Chris Thompson. Um, they've got let's see Chark, Didi, and Chenault, and Keelan Cole. Like they've got a good amount of talent there. They and, got Tyler Eifert now. <laughs> oh yeah, we got that. They have for now. They have they have Tyler for Eifert now, now. Um, for a week. <laughs> And so, like, there's enough talent, and I trust Jay Gruden to make a lot out of a little. We saw that, with, like, with Andy Dalton. Like, we saw what Jay Gruden got out of Andy Dalton, and so I think he can get the most out of Minshew. Yeah, I like the pairing. Like, offensively, I think they'll be able to move the ball, like, pretty well. Yeah, Minshew like, had a really good connection with Fournette and Shark. Yeah, like, I kind of see this being, like, back to garbage time Jacksonville. <laughs> Garbage time, Jacksonville. That like, would be kind of fun. Like, I think that that's my current take on it, which makes me a little wary on Fournette. Like, I don't hate him, and he can't have worse touchdown luck than last year. But like, well, he'll get the the those passes late in the game, like yeah, those twenty yard screen passes just to run the clock and move the ball downfield as much as possible. He'll get some of those. Oh, absolutely, yeah. it's gonna be like two forty five on Sunday, and you're gonna be like, "Fuck you, Jacksonville!" Then it's gonna hit like. 345 you're gonna be like hey i won money like <laughs> i love Jacksonville. yeah it's, it's, i i'm so convinced it's gonna be garbage time jacksonville i wanted to see if you were like were on board with that idea that's kind of i like the idea it makes so I mean, much their sense defense is gonna they're gonna get in holes early like, yeah and like their defense. line their line isn't like i'm trying to actually let me look it up because i 
don't want to misspeak real quick. I was literally I was looking at some offensive line ratings earlier that made just a lot of sense as far as like continuity, injury, all that. Um, Jacksonville, they're like they're like all the pack. That's what I thought. Yeah, like their line is like it could get overwhelmed by really good D lines, but not that's not totally out of the question. They'll be like okay, some games. So yeah, I mean Cam Robinson is Cam Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, but Andrew Norwell's pretty good. He's their left guard. Um, I think Jawan Taylor was a draft pick. So they're, he'll be the right tackle. They're kind of waiting to see. So they're like mediocre line. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're. I mean, they, they traded both their corners. They left half their defense go. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> their defense is so bad. Like they're they're gonna not they're not gonna be a good team. But garbage time, Jacksonville coming back makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll get Minshew magic this year. Mm-hmm. Minshew mania. Oh yeah, baby. The shorts and the stash. But um, moving on to some wide receiver cores. Uh, Houston's and then the Giants. I feel mm, like yeah, I definitely wanted to go over Houston. Yes, because Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks are both going in the eighth round. Fuller's going at like eight, the fifth pick. Cooks around the ninth pick, but both in the eighth round. And I think that's that might be a little disrespectful. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. If, I don't know if both of them will be fine, or maybe like the two will piece together. Like, it'll alternate weeks that they're healthy. I don't know. <laughs> but like, if if like if they the weeks that those guys play, they should be amazing. Like, yeah, man, with Deshaun Watson there. Yeah, because like Cooks Cooks worries me more honestly because his is like concussion based and. As that accumulates, I, I would be concerned, especially long term, about him being able to continue playing. Fuller, if he can just go a year without getting hurt, that would be amazing. But it's it's hard to it's hard to predict that. But he just can't do it. He's just too fast for his muscles, right? <laughs> leaves him <real>. behind. <laughs> he just leaves his hammy in the dust. Oh no, <laughs> I needed you. So. Yeah, I'm totally cool taking shots on both of these guys. Honestly, I and spoiler um, and as far as guys, I'll take way over ADP. These guys both fit in that. I would happily shoot it, like shoot on them both, like take shots on them both in the seventh round for sure. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, especially Fuller, like Fuller is really intriguing. Just because we know, like, we have seen him just be so amazing. He can just win you a week. Yeah, and like with Cooks, Cooks is like. He's been so good every year with like a new quarterback, but it is he's been lucky in the sense that he's always had a good quarterback at least. That's true. He's always had a good quarterback, <laughs> yeah. but it's always a new one. He mm-hmm. always does pretty well. Um Watson and him though, I mean, that's you'd think it'd be a pretty good, you know, chemistry there. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Like he's played for four quarterbacks and Goff is the worst one he's played with. <laughs> Yeah, which like in his that's kind of funny to be able to say, but yeah, I, Cooks and Cooks and uh, Watson. Yeah, I agree that you should have great chemistry. So, you, so you're on board with them. I, for me, it's just kind of those two, and that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm interested to see my. I mean, my biggest question mark is David Johnson. Like, is if he's healthy, that could be a really really underrated matchup. Yeah, they've both of their running backs can play in the slot. Like mm-hmm. both of their D Johnsons are great pass catching running backs. Like I've like they literally could go two receiver, two running back. 
Yeah. And just do some bonker shit. Like if, do some crazy shit, man. Like if Bill O'Brien would do it, they could do some crazy shit. But oh, I mean, like when takes. him and Watson, like when he can keep Watson from getting sacked, like the line is decent. There, I mean, the offensive plans he's done. It's not like Jason Garrett where you're like you're just misutilizing your talent. Like they mm. they do put points up. He's just a terrible GM. Yeah, he's a terrible GM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, yeah, get one of the t- one of the giant tight ends out there, Cooks, Fuller, two running backs. Like uh, that sounds like an interesting personnel group. I don't know how often they'll use it, but I want to see him do it. I would love but, to um, see that. Yeah. So so Giants receivers. Um, let me pull up where they're going. Pretty sure it's super late. But who, if any, Giants receivers are you interested in? Evan Ingram <laughs> <laughs> I guess he counts yeah so Darius Slayton's going at like 8th pick of the ninth round mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard's going around 5th pick of the 11th round and Gold Taste going around 5th pick of the 12th round so all these guys are you can get for pretty much no I, I think this is this is a redraft I believe and like best ball and stuff not like Dynasty I mean but, um, Slayton's probably going a bit later than you like I think if you like Slayton you're going to take him before that yeah, which, okay, like, Slayton is, I don't know how I feel about him. Let me, he seemed to have the most chemistry with uh, Jones. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, when, when he was in, he was balling out. Let me pull him up. Yeah, he got 83 targets, 48 receptions, 740, 740 yards, and 8 touchdowns. It was his rookie year, too. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, a really good year for a rookie. So, uh, if I'm taking any of them, I'm probably taking him. I mean, Golden Tate just—he did nothing with the team. It was—he just wasn't really integrated. It could change this year, but last year it was not great. Yeah, it's just not like an exciting. Like he ended the year strong, but it's not like an exciting option. Like I don't know if he'll continue to get all to run or what. And like, I feel like how much time does Sterling Shepard miss? Missed a decent amount. Yeah, he missed like a the whole middle of the season pretty much. Sterling Shepard played well at the end of the year too. Like T- Daniel Jones did not have much time with all three guys out there. No. And so like all three of those guys and Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley, like if, if if Danny gets those three, like all of those guys out there for like multiple games in a row, that's a big boost. You know, I mean, looking at what they did in free agency, the team actually looks a lot better, at least on paper to me at the very least Mm -hmm. like so they i mean saquon barkley is amazing they have pretty good receivers all together evan engram's a great tight end one of the better receiving ones not the best blocker but really good receiving tight end then they've got a pretty solid line i mean we've seen kevin zeitler's good will hernandez was their draft pick uh last year and then they've got nate soldier on the left who they're overpaying but hopefully he can perform to his contract which is very high uh, they drafted Andrew Thomas, who some people thought was the best tackle, like just r- pure tackle prospect. And then defensively, I mean, they got Blake Martinez. They've got David Mayo. They they got Jabril Peppers. They drafted Xavier McKinney. Uh, they signed James Bradbury from Carolina. Like they've got a lot of good pieces around. Um, so the question mm-hmm. is, does Daniel Jones work this year? <laughs> 
I think if he does poorly, then I would be. Him. Yeah, exactly. Because I think it's like the Drew Lock thing. Like it, if they suck, it's on them. They've got enough pieces around him that there's not really an excuse to be bad. Yeah, the only possibility is like one O line injury making just the bottom fall out of the O line. But True. Yeah, it, it, the line does not have depth. No. So I guess I was looking into the weapons. There were zero games when all five of those guys I listed were all active. Really? Yeah, because one did Golden Tate. Oh, he pl- oh he was the Giants all last year. Okay, so I thought. Yeah, there were no games when all five were active. There is one game when all four of the pass catchers were active, but Saquon missed. <laughs> of course. Yeah, there were not any times when because Evan Ingram missed like the whole like after the bye pretty much. There were times when all three receivers and Saquon were there, but not uh. Ingram, so Woof. it's kind of unfortunate. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm highly interested in I don't want to say all of them, but like at the price, I'll definitely kind of take a shot on one. Slayton's probably the most like fun. Yeah, he's got the most interest to me. If it was Dynasty, I'd absolutely take him. Uh huh. I completely he- forgot I have him on my Dynasty team. There you go. Got two receivers, but. <laughs> yeah, they're they're all okay. Like it's not like I was making sure like you weren't like just all out instead of just like eh, like not like like maybe like not huge. No, I mean yet. that division is a toss up to me right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, that team like should have an okay offense. So, but so your Jets. There we go. So your Jets mm-hmm. here. Anyone mm-hmm. in their passing game you're interested in at all? Love Bell. That's it. I am, I'm on the Lev Bell train this year. I am also like, if I think if Chris Herndon's healthy, I'm I'm willing to go on the. Okay, he'll, he'll be good. Um, but Tenzel Mims is a rookie, and I don't know. Crowder might be the most reliable option. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not pretty. It's, it's not. The line is improved at least. It is no longer the the worst line in the league. <laughs> yeah, they're young now, but they're improved. They are improved. So that, that helps a definitely lot. Definitely take it. Mm-hmm. They're but, um, still, I think, a year away from being good if they're making the right moves. Yeah, um, so like next year when they get a new coach, I really think they can take off. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping next, this year Adam Gase gets fired. They go get the guy from Kansas City. Dude, uh, if... The enemy would really oh my gosh, that's a perfect fit. I love that. That's <laughs> that needs like to happen. My, my dankest timeline. That's like <laughs> that is like your wet dream for the Jets. Is Eric the enemy? God, that would be fucking perfect, man. Holy I shit. Love that. That but yeah, be... I think uh I do think Bell balls out this year, or at yeah. least does pretty damn well. Because like like the enemy with Bell and the Donald like that would make the Donald Mins really pop off. Like Herndon could probably thrive, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. I'm going to tell it to Caleb and he'll be so happy that I said those <laughs> words. Well, they should have gotten him last year, but they went with Gaze. That was such a dumb move. It's probably good because now they can go through their shit years with a bad coach, get rid of him and get a different one. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so within some of those guys I mentioned, um, Fuller and Cooks being guys I'll take away above ADP. Um, I think I put the Excel thing I was working off of in there. Um, but there's a lot of guys going way too late right now, at least I think, that I would take a lot earlier. Um, 
I'll start with running backs. You can tell me if you agree or disagree. Uh, James Conner's going the four or five turn. I would take him way sooner, way earlier. Yeah, that Locking. yeah, that's just dumb. Um, Fournette's going around three three point oh eight. What? Really? Yeah, he's going like like the late third. Yeah, people hate him in Jacksonville. What? So, like 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 he and Connor like I'd go. I don't like I would almost go around earlier. Like it's like absurd. Yeah, man. If you had both of them, you'd be set. Yeah, that's like that's why I, like I was talking about. Not the full zero RB thing, but like later running backs, like, oh, but um, so David Montgomery, I'm not a huge David Montgomery guy, but end of, the, end of the fifth for the the starting running back, like because it's him and Tariq, like obviously third down back, but a running back is gonna get a lot of touches going that late, and the they can't get, I don't think they can get worse. Mm, probably not, and like. He should start hot because I mentioned their starting schedule of um, Detroit, the Giants, Atlanta, Indy, Tampa. Aside from Tampa, like most of those are easy run defenses, so mm-hmm. I'm not concerned about it like being tough there, and like they shouldn't get down a, a ton. Um, so he's not a ton above, but I think he's going pretty low, and I wouldn't like even though I'm not like a huge Dave Montgomery's talent guy. Um, mm-hmm. If you're at the four or five turn, taking, I guess Connor there, or like I would take Montgomery at that like turn there. If he had a running back, um, but as go as gung ho on him as Connor and Fournette. Um, but yeah, those two are nuts. But then Acres is going at seven uh, seven six. That seems too late for a guy who could very much probably be the starter. The only competition yeah, that's a little is late. yeah, like that's a Tenderson, Malcolm Brown, like. I feel like he should be going in like the six, like or like early six. Honestly, would be okay for me. Maybe it's a little for some people, but like seven, middle of seventh is is nuts. Wow. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm pulling up the sheet now so I can follow. Yeah, this is all like half PPR twelve team kind of like as far as where I'm like putting the spots and the scoring and stuff. And then like Tevin Coleman's going in like late tenth. So that's absurd. Yeah, that's dumb. Like, like Raheem Mostert's actually going kind of, like, late, too. Like, he's going in an acceptable spot himself, honestly. Like, he is going... He's right after Montgomery, right? Yeah. He's 63 on this. Yeah, so, like, he's going pretty late, too. Like, I would even take a shot on him. But I, I think his spot's fine. But part of that's because I think it's way more of a committee than most people think. I know I've been, like, probably too high on Tevin Coleman, but, like... It's it's those two. Like I'm assuming I'm assuming Jerry McKinnon is not a factor anymore, but Yeah, we're just gonna they're just gonna forget about uh, Yeah about him. Mm-hmm. And then uh so wide receivers. Jet. Oh sorry, do what? Jet McKinnon or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And honestly like Lepbell's going pretty late too. Which he's his... going way too late, man. Yeah, he's going for like pretty much fourth pick of the fourth round, which I don't think he should be going after uh, Mandrews and Ertz, but like I don't. The Jets are potentially bad enough that I get it with him at least. Yeah, <laughs> case, I mean, so. I don't know if you. My kind of narrative is that they might get rid of Bell after this year, and if yeah. that's a thing, then he's going to be playing for a new contract. Yeah, Th- this is all. I got this from Fantasy <clears throat> Pros. I think this is all just like a like a one year ADP thing, not like a dynasty startup ADP. Right. But like, so the one thing with Bell and the reason I didn't necessarily put him there is moving to receivers. Juju is going at in the middle of the fourth. 
Which, like, what the fuck? He was, like, he was, like, a good borderline first last year. And then, like, he has some injuries. There's no quarterback play. Now he's a fourth rounder. Like, fuck out of here. So Yeah, he was, like, the number eight overall prospect in most drafts last year. Like, a, right around number eight to ten. Yeah, so, like, I'll happily take him a whole round earlier. Um, Absolutely. And then uh, Adam Phelan. So, he's going at, like, 307. So... I wouldn't put him like a ton higher, but like if you want to take him at the two three turn, say you you say your first pick, you grab McCaffrey, and then coming around you get I mean, let me see who else is there. But say you want to get like an upside receiver and a safe receiver, or maybe so like you grab, um, like say Thielen's still there, you grab um, Thielen. And um, like Mike Evans or something, if Evans is still there, mm, he could be. Yeah, or like Amari Cooper or something. Or <clears throat> Allen Robinson, even like if you want to get some like receiver stability. But like Adam Thielen is going to be such a high, like, especially like I assume he's going to be higher in PPR, but he's going to be such a high four guy. He's going to get us. I think he's going to get a shitload of targets. Um, yeah, he's going to be peppered. Yeah, um, Tyler Lockett. Um, he's going at 503. I think I feel like that's just too low for what he's done the last couple of years with Russ. Yeah, it's insane that he's still being drafted there. I think I took him in like the seventh in one of my leagues last year, and he was one of the best receivers. Yeah, he's just kind of a steal. Like he should, he he deserves to be in that tier with like a Rob and them. Absolutely, but he's just not so. And there's no way the passing volume stays that low in Seattle, I think. Yeah, like right around that Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, he should be right. He should be up there, like mid-third, kind of. I mean, it's him and DK. Yeah, that's literally it. And that's it. (laughs) Yeah, like I don't know what the deal is, but. Sure, if DK steps up. I feel like that only helps Lockett. Yeah, people like DK a lot because DK is going – like in the middle of the fifth, he's going like very shortly after Lockett. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I get that, but like I, I don't know. I feel like like DK spot makes sense. Lockett's going too late, I think. So yeah, I mean Lockett has known upside and production, and he's DK, like DK. We assume is going to keep getting better because he was really good. Yeah, um, we know how good Lockett is. Yeah, we know how good Lockett and is. You get that he's in the, the only fifth. other receiver. You can get that in the fifth. <laughs> So, and he has – it's the one take I actually agree with, I think, Colin Coward on is that Russell Wilson is, like, the best player in the NFL. Like, that's, to me, not too far of a stretch. It, oh, no, yeah. Like, like, Pat Mahomes, sure. Like, you know, fuck it. You know, that's how bad hard. would the Seahawks be without Russell Wilson? Like, that's how I look at it. Like, Abysmal. I, oh, Pete Carroll would have been fired <laughs> already. Yeah, Russell Wilson's so good, so – Anyway, moving on. So uh, Tyler Boyd and Hollywood Brown are going uh, seven oh nine and seven ten respectively. That's pretty late as well, I think, for those two. Um, Boyd, I feel like we're getting a lot of targets, especially Hollywood at seven ten. The upside he provides. If I know I'm not dynasty, but like for guys that could end the year, like this is kind of a dynasty take. It's like where could these guys be next year? ADP mm-hmm. wise, and that it, it'll all depend on how this year goes. Like, I think Hollywood has the chance to make such a huge jump. Like, how, would you be surprised next year if Hollywood's like a pick at the two three turn? No, not no, at all. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think Boy's gonna be a pick at the two three turn. But if you're telling me Hollywood's a two three turn pick next year, I'm like, of course. Like, yeah. I mean, we both 
from the minute Lamar Jackson was drafted, we kind of believed that he had that attitude where he's just never going to stop trying to get better. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think with that, I expect him to continue to get better as a passer too. And I think like the Hollywood connection is one that will develop uh-huh. really well over time. Cause he didn't even get to play like a full allotment of snaps and games last year. No, he was injured a bit at the beginning, right? Uh-huh. He was drafted with an injury. Yeah. And so like, that's what, that's what we got that screwer move this off season for. Like it was that. Mm-hmm. So that like potential where he's going to get some of those like, light safety looks because of how they have to play Lamar. It helps a ton too. So he's so fast. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely so, in, like I'm so intrigued by the upside of all that. And like, I know. So like his week one performance was by far his best performance of the year, but like that you can't get that out of your brain. Like just knowing that's a possibility. <laughs> yep. So yeah, was it three touchdowns? Yeah. It, no, he had five targets. So, uh, so this was on 14 snaps. He had five <laughs> right. targets, four catches, 147 yards, and two touchdowns. Yep, that's right. Okay. But um, yeah, like if he like if he's all healthy, all good, and like people are talking about the Ravens, like what as far as like regression goes or whatever. But like one regression point is that their pass to rush ratio was so low. Lamar attempted like 400 passes last year. Like that's so low. Mm-hmm. Like. If if anything quote unquote regresses, like that'll have to come up some. And if he passes forty, fifty more times, that's a huge benefit to Hollywood, so Yeah, I, uh the regression thing's interesting because with a lot of teams and the way they ended last year, that's a sort of indicator for me that they might regress. But I don't really have that with Lamar. The, I, I the, think the team got better. Yeah, no, like, I think lost... if anything, he's one of those that looks at his mistakes, acknowledges them, and improves. Yeah, because they lost Yonda. And that's big, but... That is big, but, like... The Ravens, no, like, that's one of their things, is they always have a good O-line. Yeah. Whoever their trainer is, is a coach for the O-line, is amazing. So, yeah, because ESPN put out their consistency ratings recently, I think, about as far as, like, um... Like what teams are carrying over the most? I want to find that. Um, well, the Chiefs are probably like one of the top, right? Yeah, I'm trying to find the. Uh... The Ravens got better in the off season, <laughs> like a lot better. Yeah, I don't know what the article's called, but I remember people calling it like consistency from like. You know, continuity. There it is. They call it continuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. continuity. So Bills and Chiefs led the way. Actually, Bills. So it was on total returning snaps. Um, the Bills are bringing back 88% of their snaps. Um, almost all of their offense has been coming out of the defense. Chiefs are bringing back 84.7%. Nice. Yeah, like a lot of the a lot of the good teams are bringing back a lot of um, their snaps. Let me see how the how many of the Ravens bringing back. They're in the middle, kind of. They're bringing back pretty much three fourths. Um, 82% of their offense, uh, 69 almost nice percent of their defense. <laughs> um, yeah, but they got like. Calais Campbell. Yeah, they added a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, who do they you lost to... some older players, but who do you they think lost Tony Jefferson. Huh. The bottom? Oh, maybe like the Dolphins? The Jacksonville? Jacksonville, oddly enough, is uh, eighth. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it's all it's counting, but... Because their, de- their defense is low, but they have like, almost their whole offense coming back. Okay. Bottom is... 
The Panthers. They're, uh, they're yeah, last in sense. both. Yeah. They, I mean, they won't admit they're in a rebuild, but they are. <laughs> so, okay, so the Giants are second to last with 66.1% snap returning. The Panthers are last. What do you think they're at? Thirty-eight. They're at forty-six point nine percent. They're literally less than half their team. Yikes! They're so far below everyone else, dude. That's fucking absurd. Yeah. <laughs> that's nuts. Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, I mean, yeah, they got rid of half their players. Yeah, it's dumb. Over. But, that's insane. Yeah. Where were we? So, um, <laughs> I mentioned Fuller and Cooks already. Uh, Deontay Johnson. He's going pretty late, which I am like, I'm one hundred percent positive that's going to climb up. But he's going like end of the eleventh right now. He's like the Steelers' number two receiver, I assume. Mm-hmm. I think he gets up to like the eighth or ninth by draft season, honestly. Which I'm that that's honestly okay with me. Like, that's yeah, you're gonna see a lot of hype build up around him. I think. Uh huh. Yeah. Right in now. The months. Uh, right now, there's like a lot of like I don't say inefficiencies, but like a lot of spots where guys are definitely going off of where they should be, and that'll definitely kind of correct as we get closer to the start of the season. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I think Mikkel Hardman going at the start of the twelfth is uh, way too late. Oh, there's Science. the hot take, Siren. See, I don't think that's a hot take. Maybe that was like delayed for like my Tyler Lockett taking as. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It's just a little late. It's here, though. But, yeah, Michael Hardman going in 12th for his upside. Like, you're getting someone who could absurdly pop off for, like, free. Because, mm-hmm. like, if, he's, if he becomes the number two receiver and, like, it's him and Tyreek and Kelsey, like, I mean, he could... Like, if Sammy Watkins is a non-factor, Michael can... Super easily, not super easily, but him hitting a thousand yards is not like unlikely at all. I think if Sammy's a non-factor, could do it in three games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think Nicole's Nicole's going pretty late for what he could provide, and the chart, like you said, going at five oh seven is so late. And he's also a kick returner, isn't he? Nicole, yeah. So that's a nice bonus too. Man, imagine like you you punt the ball, you kick the ball. And at the other end, it's me, Cole, and Tyreek. Like, shit. Punt, punt it out of bounds. Yeah, you, you just time. it's just you just don't give him a chance ever. It's like the fucking uh, Eagles game with... Uh, yeah, the no, yeah. I'm trying to remember the Coughlin. Coughlin yeah, just screaming. Punt it out of bounds! Did they, did they cut him the next game, the punter? I don't remember. They... I want to say they did. I know they cut him. I don't know if it was right after the game, but <laughs> it was shortly thereafter. Yeah, and then... um. Tight ends and quarterbacks, there's not many just because I'm not huge on tight end early. And then there's not like a ton of tight end value. And then same with quarterback. So I think Hayden Hurst, he's like my main. I'm going to talk about Hayden Hurst all offseason pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. We already kind of have been. I know you, I, I assume you agree with me here. He's like somewhat I would like. Once I've got like a lot of running backs and wide receivers, I would totally big reach on Hayden Hurst just to like secure who I think will be a target sponge in Atlanta I'm expecting him to be yeah top mm, you've got Ertz and Kittle and Kelsey and like Engram and a few others but he I, I mean definitely top 10 yeah so Hooper got 97 targets last year I mean so Hayden Hurst I mean like I feel like 90 targets for Hayden Hurst is not at all out of the question maybe no not at all because, like, Sanu is fully gone, too, now. Yep. Because it's literally, it's like, so, Atlanta's going to be so concentrated. It's going to be four players. It's going to be 
Julio, Ridley, Hurst, and Gurley. Like, yep. that's it. Yeah, which so. is nice. for That's great for fans. I know, I love exactly that. who it is. Like, for DFS, <laughs> you can stack the shit out of that. So, like, and they're, like, at, at Dirk Cutter, like, with Atlanta, they pass a shitload. Like, the last two years, they passed, like, over 600 dimes. So, like, the volume's going to be there. It's, like, a very juicy fantasy situation. So, I love oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, pass, they, they pass a lot. So, um, yeah, man, I'm excited for Hayden Hurst. He had a huge thing. I guess he went through a really bad bout of depression and is advocating for mental health awareness and doing all sorts of things like that, which is really awesome to see. So I'm definitely pulling for him. Yeah, because he, he had his baseball career go awry. Mm-hmm. And so I assume that's what led to that. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, would, yeah. Makes sense. Um, and then, but yeah, I'm pulling for him. And he's like a, he's really good. It's just Mark Andrews is just absurdly good. So, right. but, um, and like, I've heard a lot of people say like Hayden Hurst is like probably a better athlete than Hooper. So I don't know, like as far as like actual tight end play, who's better? Like Hooper's pretty good, but Hurst definitely has a good, a good opportunity here. Like he's going like, at like middle, late 11th. Like I would take him like in the ninth. Like I would take him a full two rounds every ADP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, if good. I could have Hooper in Atlanta, I would. But I'd rather have the one in Atlanta than the one on the Browns. Yeah, because, like, where – okay, so at, at that spot two rounds earlier is, like, Jordan Howard and Darius Slayton. Like, fucking give me Hayden Hurst instead. I'll just be good at tight end. Like, It's useful. Yeah, like, that. the ninth round is pretty disgusting. So I'll just reach and take Hayden Hurst, quote-unquote reach. He's probably going to fly up draft boards closer to season, but I'm, I'll still take him. And then um, the only quarterback that really felt worth mentioning was, I think, Teddy. Because <clears throat> the one thing is, I think we'll know kind of quickly if um, it works. And also, they've got the Raiders and Tampa right away, which helps. True. My only thing is, I mean, I love Teddy, but I feel like he keeps getting put in situations where he can't really showcase his talent and the fact is the panthers right now are they're rebuilding they don't, they're not admitting it but they're rebuilding they what 40 percent 46 percent yeah they, teams coming back. oh yeah it's just it's the biggest rebuild my yeah, and, so good. It, it feels more like they want teddy to be a bridge quarterback than an actual starter and i want him to get an actual starting job yeah like I, I don't know how the Panthers will be this year, but I, and my like the defense is going to be bad. Bad. They but, should be the worst in that division. Yeah, but the offense, like the line is fine enough. They've got Moore, Robbie, Samuel, they're Ian Thomas, they got McCaffrey, and Teddy's at the helm of it all. And Matt Rule, we think he's a good play caller. We'll see how that ends up going, but. Yeah. If it does come together right, it's one of those things where everyone's talking about Locke has all these weapons, like Daniel Jones has all these weapons, like <laughs> so does fucking Teddy. So like, yeah. I just felt like he was getting left out of the all these weapons conversation. And like, the thing is, like the Broncos want to run the ball, like, but like uh, the Panthers are gonna have to throw the ball a lot. I think Matt Rule wants to throw the ball a lot. So. I think so. He was was he Baylor? Yeah. Or Temple. Temple. Wait, was he? I thought he was... I think it was both, maybe. Maybe it was both. But yeah, he's definitely like associated with that vertical he, he air knows, raid offense. He knows Robbie from Temple. Yeah, he, right. he, he, he was Baylor and Temple. Yeah, most recently Baylor, I think. Okay. 
So, I... Like, it's a team that's going to have to pass a lot, and they're kind of built to pass a lot. So that's why I think Teddy's not getting talked about enough at all. Like, the one that yeah. makes sense, because you got Samuel, Moore, and McCaffrey, because we know one of Teddy's strengths is, um, like, short, intermediate accuracy. Like, he's really good within that range, and that's where these receivers thrive, is getting the ball and getting his space. Yeah, and if they are great at yak, then, yeah. I mean, Cause like it, really work. Yeah, because he's good like with the timing on that too. Basically, what I heard was someone said if Teddy can be like Jimmy Garoppolo, basically like if Teddy can be Matt Rule, Jimmy Garoppolo, like like for Shanahan, it'll work perfectly. Which I thought was kind of a good comparison. Mm, yeah, it's like if he can just like glue it together, which I feel confident he can. And and the thing is, like if it if everything does go to shit, you'll know early. <laughs> like yeah, you'll know real fast. Uh huh. So. I like him though, man. I hope he does well. Yeah, me too. We love Teddy here. Teddy, it makes Teddy me. I would love for like see, the 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 Panthers keep signing quarterbacks I like. <laughs> it makes it tough. Makes it tough. At least they're not good enough to be you know like a real threat. At least defensively, to... like they'll be out of most games. <laughs> exactly. So. Especially in that division with Breeze, Matt Ryan, and Brady. <laughs> yeah like i said the, the falcons and uh oh there's the falcons and panthers games are just going to be the biggest shootouts dude mm. i can't wait but, buccaneers um, and shootouts oh, gosh a more iconic duo <laughs> dude, yeah the, that division is going to be fun but um i think i'll save the zero rb kind of talk for next episode kind of we teased it a bit, but we'll hold this off because I think we can we can dish about that for a while, probably. Could drafting no running backs be your new strategy? Dun dun dun! Next week. <laughs> <laughs> but for, but for real, I think there's some validity to targeting wide receivers early, especially if you're at the turn. Like you can start Julio and Hopkins and be happy with running backs. That's all I'll say. Um, mm-hmm. But um, with that, we've been, I think we've been going for a bit here, so we'll, we'll go ahead and call it for now. Um, we'll be back, I guess, kind of soonish. We'll see. Um, there's not a whole lot to do. Um, yeah. Like you know, like I'm. I think we're both going back into work, but it's for me. It's been kind of like limited. So there's still not much else to like go do yet. So yeah, no, I haven't. I have not had a drink in about two months. Oh dang! It's gonna be a lightweight. Because I'm very. Yeah, I do. I'm a very much a social drinker, you know? I like to drink <laughs> with people. Yeah. The only time I... Because like, I have this beer with me right here that I tried, but it was one that I wanted to try. <laughs> Which I would totally do if I could drink beer. But that's <laughs> one of my one of my big no's. No beer. I have so. a nose. <laughs> 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 On that note, um, thank you all for tuning in to Mozzie the Muscle, and we will see you all soon. Some more content. 100 years. 100 years. Mozzie and the muscle. That 100 years. <laughs> <laughs>